the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The Answer. Hour number two underway now on AM fourteen twenty. Answer. Great Friday too. It's a free for all Friday, particularly this half hour. You want to get in? It's a good time to get in. Two one six nine zero one zero nine four five triple eight two eight one eleven ten. It's the sixth morning, sixth morning of the third month of the year of our Lord twenty twenty. Coming up in a half an hour, we're going to talk about Trump Day twenty twenty. That's right, Trump Day. It is uh, coming up on March twelfth. I will be speaking along with Peter Kersenow and Jim Renacci. It's going to be a great event celebrating the accomplishments of the president and of this great country over the course of the last three years. By the way, the celebrating is going to get louder because uh, we just continue to win. If you did not hear the job numbers today, I talked about it last segment. <clears throat> 275,000 jobs. I'm sorry, 273,000 jobs added in the month of February. The report came out this morning at about 8.30. The forecast was for a growth of already what would have been a fantastic 175,000 new jobs. Instead, add 100,000 to that. Now watch the uh, unemployment rate decline to 3.5%, the lowest since 1969, yet again, in this fabulous Trump led economy lower taxes less regulations so many golden are the return of manufacturing that was never supposed to happen because president trump didn't have that magic wand we were told by barack obama all of it continuing in an election year the dems are begging for something to stop this fantastic economic growth and this fantastic uh the wages higher than they've ever or not ever been the highest they've been in the last 10 years um unemployment rates for various demographic groups lowest in recorded history they're begging for something to stop it that's why donald trump jr was right when he said they're begging for the coronavirus to get in here and do some damage Stop people from going to public places. Stop them from going out and spending their money. Hurt the economy. Hurt Trump. Don't believe me? Ask Bill Maher. 
Bill Maher said it, of course, noted liberal on HBO. I want an economic recession. Sure, it'll hurt, but it'll get Trump out of here, and that's more important. That's the Democrat mindset. Speaking of money, by the way, I have to address this because it's kind of the uh, elephant on television, sort of, kind of. The elephant in the room was on live television. On MSNBC, with former uh, NBC Nightly News host, the disgraced Brian Williams. Brian Williams isn't done disgracing himself. Brian uh, apparently has a complicated relationship with math, and so does his uh, guest on his program last night. His guest is a New York Times editorial board member, Mara Gray, uh, Mara Gay. The two of them sat down to do a little bit of math together when discussing Michael Bloomberg's um, campaign for president. Now, we know how much money Michael Bloomberg... Well, we have an idea. Minimum is $500 million. Some say that when you add in the other uh, uh, untrackable expenditures on digital uh, media, as uh, digital ads, as well as you know on video games, on streaming services, and so on and so forth, along with regular television, network television, and... Uh, cable television and radio that it may be closer to 750 million to a billion but we'll just go with the 500 million for the purposes of this math lesson from liberal nbc anchor brian williams and liberal new york times editorial board member mara gay all right i'm not hearing them oh that's because that little button has to be pushed over there okay let's try this just one more time this is again uh brian williams and mara gay uh, last night on MSN. if he wants to spend a billion bucks beating this guy, he could do it. Absolutely. Um, somebody tweeted recently that um, actually with the money he spent, he could have given every American a million dollars. got it. Let's put it up yeah. on the screen. It, when I read it uh, tonight on social media, it kind of all became clear. Bloomberg spent $500 million on ads, U.S. population $327 million. Uh, don't tell us if you're ahead of us on the math. He could have given each American one million dollars and have had lunch money left over it's an incredible way of putting it it's an incredible way of putting it it's true it's disturbing it does it does suggest you know what we're talking about here which is there, there's too much money in politics <laughs> brian williams believed the tweet that said if bloomberg spent 500 million dollars on ads and the u.s population is 327 million that he could have given every American $1 million and still had money left over. The editorial board member from the New York Times, Mara Gay, said, yes, it's an incredible way of putting it, and it's true, and it's disturbing. Did I mention that they have a bit of a complicated relationship with simple math? $500 million, 327 million Americans, $1 million each? No, let's go ahead and calculate that out. You see, if you have $500 million and you wanted to give a million dollars to as many as you could for that money, wouldn't that automatically be 500 people? $500 million could only be spread over 500 people if each of them got a million dollars. But if you want to go complicated, $500 million spread out to $327 million in the U.S. population actually comes out to $1.53 a person. This is liberal math, and suddenly it makes sense, right? Suddenly you understand socialism. This is exactly 
what Bernie Sanders is trying to sell. This, this, this phony math that they can take $500 million and if they can't hand it out uh, to all of the people, hand it out as the government sees fit, Everybody would be, uh, you know, uh, just loving life, swimming in money. Everybody would be enjoying glorious uh, lifestyles, etc. This is what they do. I got a great couple of tweets here from Brett, tweeting to me at France Radio in response to this. The first one, the House just passed an $8 billion budget to fight coronavirus. With close to 8 billion people on the planet, that means the U.S. is going to spend almost a billion dollars per person to fight the disease. That's liberal math. That's Brian Williams math. That's NBC math. That's New York Times math. Number two, in 2016, there were roughly 65 million Democrats. Hillary Clinton received more than 65 million votes, proof that every Democrat voted a million times. You can't, you can't make this up, what they did. We can make up these analogies to underscore how stupid these people are, but you can't make up what they did. They really did it. Uh, And one more from Brett, who's all over this. No wonder why they freak out over the gun issue. If there are 327 million people in the United States and an estimated 500 million firearms, that means every single man, woman, and child has a million guns in their closet. (laughs) These people, these people, you can't... (sighs) And these are the people that you're going to trust to, to guide you in an election on who to vote for? You're going to listen to these people? I tell, you're going to listen to the New York Times editorial page when that is one of the New York Times editorial board members? You're going to listen to these people? These blooming idiots? And yes, I'm using that word referring to Michael Bloomberg's expenditures. These blooming idiots are, are, uh, are trying to run the show. All right, uh, let me get one more thing done here before I go to phones. The choice that you have if you're a demon rat, I'm sorry, Democrat. The choice that you have if you are a Democrat for President of the United States now, it has come down to just two, obviously. And by the way, that in, in and of itself is staggering, as I've said many times over the last few weeks. You know, they, they hated Donald Trump so much from the moment he started running to, of course, the moment he beat Hillary Clinton. And from that time forward, they were thinking, how do we get rid of him? Option number one is impeachment. See, we can get rid of him before the, uh, uh, before the, his term is over. But knowing, especially after the midterms, that they did not take control of the Senate, okay, impeachment isn't going to work because they're never going to remove him. We need two-thirds of the Senate. We don't have it. So the other thing is we've got to beat him in 2020. So for three and a half years, they have tried to find somebody to be able to beat Orange Man bad and win the election. And in three and a half years, scouring the country for Democratic candidates, the best two that they came up with, two 77 or 78-year-old white guys, one who is suffering from what appears to be early-onset dementia, the other one who is a communist. That's the best they could come up with to take on Donald Trump. Choose your fighter, demon rats. Which of these lunatics are you going to support? Fight! My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. 
look me over. If you like what you see, help out. If not, vote for the other guy. Give me a look, though, okay? And everybody was totally convinced that Castro was the worst guy in the world, that all the Cuban people were going to rise up in rebellion against Fidel Castro. They had forgot that he educated their kids, gave them health care, totally transformed the society. All right, Chuck. Thank you very much. Uh, all right. Uh, it's Chris, I mean, but anyway. Chris. I just did Chris. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I just did Chuck. In fairness to China and its leadership, is if I'm not mistaken, they have made more progress in addressing extreme poverty than any country in the history of civilization. Right here in the state of North South Carolina. Here in California, I mean here in Nevada. In Des Moines, I, I, I'm, I'm in Dubuque. In the state of Ohio, I mean Iowa. For some reason, I was being very excited <laughs> when, when Fidel Castro made the revolution in Cuba. Kennedy was playing the conservative. And actually, you know, there are, when you read novels, people say there's a, a sick feeling in your stomach. Usually I'm sufficiently unemotional not to be sick, but I actually got up in the room and almost left the puke. He's going to be up exponentially. 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 Exponentially better. When Fidel Castro came into office, you know what he did? He had a massive literacy program. Is that a bad thing? I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. When we were in Moscow, people here also were extremely impressed by their public transportation system. Chandeliers that were beautiful. It was a very, very effective system. His mom uh, lived in uh, in Long Island for 10 years or so. Uh, God rest her soul. And uh, um, although she's, wait, your mom's still, your mom's still alive as your dad passed. Yes, we're a compassionate society. No, we're not a compassionate society. Do you ever regret labeling yourself a democratic socialist? No, I am what I am. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go. You know the you know the thing. Fatality. That's uh, that's the best that the Democrats have to offer. One man is simply suffering from a severe dearth of mental acuity, and the other one is an avowed communist. Praising communist Cuba, praising communist China, praising communist Russia, praising communism and demonizing capitalism for literally his entire life. That's what the Democrats have put up to take on Donald Trump. A man with dementia and a man who's a communist. Good luck with that. We'll be right back. Calls in here before the bottom of the hour. We'll go to where? How about Kate in Vermilion? Hi, Kate. You're on AM 1420. The answer. Go right ahead. Hi, Bob. Thanks for hearing me. And hear me out on this one because I have something personal to tell you, too. But who is Warren going to vote for? Did you happen to catch the MSNBC interview with Rachel Maddow last night? I deliberately listened to it. I did not, but I heard about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me tell you something. Um, She brought up what I had called in on your show last week about, because I had watched a special about the communists that are literally directing and behind the whole field operations of Bernie Sanders. They're very dangerous. They actually intimidated the labor union representatives in Nevada that they turned their vote around recommending the passage for Bernie to be um, nominated for president last week. All right? Mm -hmm. That was in Nevada. Last night, she admitted on the show, 
And Rachel Maddow had asked her this question because Rachel Maddow had a discussion with Bernie and he wouldn't answer her about the people. He, he doesn't take a, a responsibility for his people. He, she had asked um, who he, uh, Warren would uh, recommend, you know, who she would side with. She says, I'm not siding with anybody right now. And then she brought up the subject of Bernie Sanders up to her and she said, she said that all his people had put out on the, they used the internet, every social media they could, called her a snake and everything else and said to her that they could take her down where she won't even be a senator anymore and get reelected. Well, guess what? It was no accident that she lost and was in third place in her own state. That, they intimidated her. Mm. And I want to tell you something. About two weeks ago, I got a text from a number I didn't know. It was a Columbus number. And it said, hi, I'm so-and-so, um, uh, I'm with the 2020 Bernie Sanders campaign, are you in for Bernie? And stupidly, I said, I'm not a communist. Then I kept getting texts back where I just <laughs> entered the number stupid. and blocked it. Right. Point, but, but I'm I having something daily now. It's almost daily. They're, oh. they're doing this to like 10 people at a time, and evidently my number's on it because I block them, but it's going through the other numbers, and people are saying, who is this? What is this about? You know, and question mark, question mark. It's 10 people at a time. They have genius people. They can intimidate. We do not want him to be elected as our nom- nominated for the Democratic Party. We do not want him, but they're going to make sure he is. And he's a bigger threat to, um, well, Biden, they're going to bring it out about Ukraine, which people are already researching already I think in if I may interrupt because sure. I got to get some other people on but I think they can intimidate individual voters they can call people and do these kinds of things and maybe even warn supporters but I don't think they're going to be able to intimidate the delegates and more importantly the super delegates at that convention the establishment Democrat party is not going to kill itself which is what they would do if they actually ran a non-democrat which Bernie Sanders is, and a labeled, a self-labeled socialist as their party's nominee. They just won't do it. They will do everything they have to do. Why do you think, I guarantee you, and again, I don't have anything inside, but <clears throat> Buttigieg dropping out before Super Tuesday, all of his money had already been spent. What what harm would have come from, let's see where it turns up. Maybe a winter state or two and generate moment. He dropped out before Super Tuesday. Then Klobuchar did the same thing. This, and immediately, uh, um, anointed Biden and endorsed Biden immediately in order to try to help him win Super Tuesday. And, the, and it worked. And it worked. The DNC is absolutely going to steal this from Bernie Sanders again. They will not allow him, no matter how many threats the Bernie bros make against individual voters or, you know, online, et cetera, et cetera. There is no way they're going to allow Bernie Sanders to be their nominee. That's why Donna Brazil got so agitated and angry and told Ronna McDaniel to go to hell um, uh, on live television on Fox a couple of days ago because it was true. Uh, Ron McDaniel pointed out what the DNC is going to do to Bernie Sanders, and she knows about the dirty politics inside Democrat baseball. She knows that because she participated in it four years ago when, as a CNN employee, she snuck questions to Hillary Clinton to help her prepare to beat Bernie Sanders in a debate. And she knows that everybody is on to them. And and the fact that she responded as angrily, angrily as she did proves that the fix is in again, and they are trying to cover it up. So, no, I get your point, and they're going to try to intimidate and bully, but they will not be successful with the Democrat delegates. Uh, AC in Cleveland, next. AC, go ahead. Bob? Yes, sir. Are you there? Yes, sir. Okay, your guest last hour, the two guests. Yes. They're talking about a one-world government and a one-world religion. Okay? This was already prophesied as far back as the Jewish prophet Daniel 
in the book, in the, uh, chapter 11 of Daniel, in the King James Version, it talks about a man, a one-world leader, who knew not the God of his fathers. And in the book of Revelation, it talks about an Antichrist who will institute a cashless society where people will have to take a mark, either on their hand or their forehead. So this has all been prophesied. Well, and I, it also, I, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know about the mark you're talking about. I've heard that many, many times over the course of the last couple of decades about Revelation, and I do understand your point. I don't know that this is necessarily. Uh, and thanks for the call, my friend. I appreciate it. I got to get to our news. I don't know if this is necessarily represented by the current state of the movement toward one world government to be cashless and to force everyone to take this. I'm not going to go to that far. I will say that religion does play a component here, but it's not the Bible. It is not Christianity, and I know, I know the Bible prophesied that, uh, but I think the only real religious component here is, of course, is, is Islam. Islam is and shares the same goal that um, communism does, and that is one-world ownership. Islam desires to be, and it is stated from the very beginning with Muhammad, to be the only religion on the earth, that it must dominate the earth, that all other religions must be wiped out, and those who do not accept and convert must be killed. And in the same way, communism uh, is is you know it has the same sort of one world goal. So there's a there's a lot of elements to this, uh, and some of it is probably prophesied. And obviously, we'll follow it very closely as we go. News time now. Back after this. Now we continue on this free for all Friday. Thanks for being with us. If uh, you're on hold, I'm going to beg your indulgence to uh, stay on hold for just a couple of minutes while I talk with our scheduled guest. Now I have never said his name out loud, so I'm going to roll the dice here and I'm going to go with Innocenzi, not Innocenzi. I am guessing that we're going full blown Italian here, full blooded Italian here. Mario Innocenzi. Am I am I correct or is it the Innocenzi? Innocenzi is the Italian pronunciation. The American English pronunciation is Innocenzi. You're correct. Either way, so, I'll answer so, but, either but, one. But how about. do you say it? When you, when you introduce yourself, Mario, how do you say it? Do you go with the full-blooded uh, Italian version? No, no. I'm a Wonder Bread Wop. I was born and raised here. <laughs> it's Innocenzi. <laughs> All right. Well, I pre- I respect that. I appreciate that. I'm, I am I try to get it right anytime I can. It's uh, you, know, it's, it's, you did a fine job, Bob. Thank, thank you for you. having me on your show. My barbershop, Mario's Barbershop, listens to you every single day on the radio here. We well, love that it. Is, that is great to know. Uh, say hi to all the guys at the shop. I appreciate it. Hey, that. guys. Say hey to Bob. All Hello. Right. Hey. It looks like you only got one guy in a chair this morning. We, we got one in a chair and two sitting, actually, right oh, now. Oh, okay. Okay. I only heard one other voice there. Well, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate that. I love barbershop, barbershop culture. That's awesome. Bob, Bob you're correct when you say Thursday's Trump Day. You know, we're having a great uh, Trump Day dinner down at Guido's Generation Center. At one two eight zero nine Chillicothe Road in Chesterland, March twelfth. Doors open at six p.m. Seats are still available at geagaccc.square.site. So let me tell you, Bob. The establishment said we couldn't do this; we wouldn't sell seats. Thanks to you and all of our supporters, our conservative supporters out there, we've sold over one hundred and ninety seats at this event so far. 
That is awesome. And I saw you had to add actually more tables, right? Because it was sold out too soon. That's correct. We we didn't well, you know, our first time out, we had no idea how we do. But we got some great speakers. We got Peter Kersenow, we got Jim Renacy, we got Harlan Hill, and of course we got the only conservative voice in Northeast Ohio, Bob France at our at our event. Well, I'm so humbled to be wrong? a part of. Yeah, uh, Mario, I'm humbled to be a part of that group. Harlan Hill, for those who don't know, was a is a, a 2020 advisory board member to the Trump campaign, as well as being a Fox News commentator. So, yeah, that's a great panel, a great group of speakers uh, that I am humbled to be a small part of. I'm just really looking forward to this. Let me ask you: um, uh, Have you been a, a Trump train rider from the beginning, or did you have to come around the way I did? I supported other people four years ago in the 2015 uh, primary or 2016 primaries, but when the whole thing got launched in 2015 i was a supporter of a lot of people but donald trump and uh his his performance both in the primaries and then of course in the uh in the election cycle and then in the last three years plus of his presidency have made me a full-blown supporter when did you come on board bob and i'm not gonna tell you i never heard about donald trump before he came down the escalator but the moment i saw him on the escalator coming down with his wife i said there's the next president of the united states of america that's when i became a trumper what was it? What I mean, because you know he hadn't really spoken on the issues much. I mean, he he did because he was a celebrity, so he was being interviewed by Larry King and by you know Barbara Walters and all kinds of other people because he was a big New York billionaire, real estate mogul, and celebrity. And he was occasionally asked about political things and had had kind of tossed around the idea of running for about twenty years before that. What made you think that's the guy? You know, just his stamina, the look of him, everything. Then when he started knocking out his opponents one by one on that stage. It just removed all doubt that this is the man for our country. And I'm That's sure right. there's many, many listeners out there that feel the same exact way you and I do right now. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. And, and, and because if you look at the way he took the entire uh, primary cycle by storm and started winning state after state after state very early on, a ton of people watched him on the debate stage. I thought, no, I don't like his tone. I don't like his, his uh, anger, his vitriol toward the other people, yada, yada, yada. I, I liked Ted Cruz, and I had a problem with a lot of what I heard. And then once he became the nominee and he started winning these states, and then I started to hear him go after, you know, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton the way he did. And once he started launching his America First message, that's what finally started to resonate with me. And lo and behold, Mario, here we are, you know, three plus years in, and America is thriving every bit the way that he said it would. And I think that's a remarkable thing. Absolutely thriving. You know, Jogger County Conservative Club was. We were all frustrated with the never-Trumpers and the rhinos that thrive in our state parties and county parties. We, we saw a need, a vehicle for here in Northeast Ohio to bring conservatives together, share our, de- our ideas, and keep the grassroots moving going for our president and local candidates. So many times in our local counties and cities, they're everything but for our president. So that's, that's why we're here. We're, we are here 100% for our president. Mario, in a, in a senzi, sorry, is, uh, I'll give it the Americanized version. I love the uh, phrasing you used, uh, is uh, with us. He is with the Geauga County Conservative uh, Club, as you mentioned. And uh, this event coming up on Thursday, uh, the 12th, is uh, still available. There are tickets available. They added more tables so they can squeeze more people in. Uh, we'd love to have you there. It's in Chesterland. Uh, tell us, in addition to the dinner and the speakers, you got a bunch of other good stuff going on, including a raffle. We have it. We're raffling off an AR-15. Uh, Ralph Spitaleri, who's running for commissioner, owns gun stores out there. He was gracious enough to donate this web, this gun so we could sell it. We're selling 150 tickets at $20 a ticket. 
Someone's going to walk away Thursday night with a brand new AR-15. We got many, many raffle baskets. We're going to have 50-50 drawings. It's going to be a fantastic filled evening. If you're not at a Trump rally, this can be the next best thing to a Trump rally. I assure you of that. I believe it. I believe it. Although uh, none of us are going to be able to do the, do the same thing he can do at a podium. <laughs> Peter's I, I a great speaker. I think you pretty, do pretty close, Bob. I'm pretty, pretty, pretty close. <laughs> but he's so Bob, fun. I really I'm... want to thank you and your wife for being guests with us this week. And, <laughs> and more importantly, I want to thank you for what you do every day on the air. We need more guys like you out there pushing the conservative wow. message. And I want Mario. to thank you from the bottom of my heart, Bob. No, hey, it's it's a pleasure to be asked, and I'm glad I was able to get this locked in, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Mario, before you go, uh, how do people get tickets if they do want to get one of those uh, extra seats? They can go right online at geagaccc.square.site or call my cell phone number at 216-520-1977, and we can do it right over the phone. Whatever's Two- easiest and most convenient, that's what we're going to do. Two one six five two zero nineteen seventy seven, and then uh, the website again was geagaccc.square.site, S I T E. Just for those who are listening, and you know you don't want to misspell it, geagaccc.square.site. And you know what? I will also tell people uh, if you follow me on social media, particularly on Facebook, France Radio page, I have posted a uh, photo of all of the information you need. So if you're looking to register, maybe you're driving right now and you can't write down the info Mario just gave you, go to my uh, Facebook page and you can uh, find that info there. Uh, looking forward to it very much, Mario. Thanks for the invitation. It'll be an honor to be with you on uh, Thursday. Thank you very much, and thank you for your time, Bob. You God- got it, my friend. God bless. Appreciate it. Mario Innocenzi. Uh, with the Geauga County Conservative uh, Club Trump Day Dinner. It's going to be fantastic. It's 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 huge. I mean, you heard what he said, 190 people already. They had to add more tables uh, because the requests for tickets kept coming in uh, above and beyond what they had originally allotted. So uh, huge raffle there. You got a chance to win an AR-15. Trigger a liberal near you. Bring home your newly won AR-15. <laughs> Watch them cry. Oh, Lordy. Uh, Four more years of tears is what they're in for when President Trump wins in November. Uh, Get them started early. All right, it's uh, 1044. Quick time out and back with our final segment of phone calls and you after this. AM 1420, the answer. Ten forty-eight. final segment. Of this free for all Friday edition of the Authority, appreciate you being with us. Good guests today. Thanks to Gary Conde and Ramada last hour. Thanks to uh, Mario uh, and the guys at the barber shop uh, out there in. Uh, well, he said it's Jogga County. I don't know if I got the uh, the location. I don't know if that's Chesterland too, where the event is coming up or not. But the guys at the barber shop know where they are. Uh, I wonder if they're if they're arguing right now about Rocky Marciano and Joe Lewis. I, do, I can't I can't help but wonder that right now. If that conversation is held at barber shops all over America. All right, uh, let's go to uh, TJ calling us from Cleveland on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Hey TJ, go ahead. Hi Bob. You know Bob, the most terrifying thing about this coronavirus. Yeah. Let's just imagine the Democrats were in power and they already instituted their total open border policy and their their Medicare for all, what would be happening with this coronavirus? Every infected person in the world would be pouring across our border right now to get free health care. This would turn America into an epidemic that would rival the Black Plague in Europe. And this is what these people would do if they got power, because this is what they said they would do. I mean, it's scary when you think about it. And one other thing with this, Schumer, if you, I, or any of your callers were to make the same type of threats to a lower court judge here in Cleveland, 
we would be behind bars this morning. Oh, no doubt. How do they get away with this? That is 100% true. And that is, and thank you, TJ. Great phone call. Great point. That is something that President Trump said yesterday at his town hall meeting. Um, uh, he talked about a lot of things. Joe, uh, Joe Biden and his mental acuity and perhaps his, uh, damage, the damage that he has suffered, et cetera. Uh, but he, he brought that up as well. That if anybody, uh, in, uh, you know, who's a Republican were to say anything. Mine very long, but I. Hold on a second, Mr. President. I yet. Were to say anything even close to what uh, uh, Chuck Schumer said about um, Brett Kavanaugh and Neil Gorsuch, we would be in jail. And, and there wouldn't even have to be a, a Supreme Court justice, like you said, a lower court judge, or anything even close to that. All right. So, uh, speaking, speaking of rhetoric, I want you to, uh, to ask you to listen to this. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. Now, I should not have used the words I used yesterday. They didn't come out the way I intended to. So going over some of the response to all of that, President Trump, some of your critics are saying, well, you know, President Trump has also gone after liberal judges. And that you mean that blaming Schumer. me for Schumer? No. That, well, they're saying that, you know, that Why he not? came out. So he made sort of an apology there. Do you ever, do you think that you should make any apology for your, what you've said about liberal judges or not? Well, look, I mean, we had a... Martha McCallum, by the way, is normally a good reporter and a good anchor and a good host. Uh, she is absolutely 100% out of line here. To try to use um, what Chuck Schumer said as a moral equivalency of Donald Trump saying that Sonia Sotomayor and uh, 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 Ruth Bader Ginsburg should recuse themselves from future cases involving um, uh, federal judges' decisions against the Trump administration. Uh, apples and rocket ships. Chuck Schumer threatened by name two Supreme Court justices. Donald Trump suggested that two Supreme Court justices by name should recuse themselves because of their obvious animus toward the administration. How she can even say, should you apologize too? Number one, Chuck Schumer didn't apologize. He just said, uh, I shouldn't have used the words I did. Um, but by the way, here's why I did them. Never once said, I apologize, Neil Gorsuch. I apologize, Brett Kavanaugh. My, my words were not intended to be threats toward you. They came out wrong. I meant to say threatening words uh, of a political nature, political payback that would be coming to the president and the Supreme, or the uh, senators who, who uh, 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 confirmed you. He would not apologize. And now here's Martha McCallum. Do you, should you apologize to him, Mr. President? This is, this is ridiculous. A uh, justice come out and criticize me badly, yeah. and I just responded to what she said. I had it twice, and when you look at, uh, I had a very harsh criticism, as you know, Justice Ginsburg, mm-hmm. during the, dur- just before a debate, during the election, as I was getting elected, she came out, she had to apologize, it was a terrible thing she said, she should have never been allowed to say it, but if they say something to me, I'm not allowed to say back. You had another justice say something that was somewhat derogatory, and all I did was respond. But I didn't respond like Schumer. Schumer, that was a physical thing, in my opinion. You know, he tried to say, oh, well, that has to do with the election. That had nothing to do with the election. The way he said, we're going to hit back like you've never seen before, that was a real intimidation. And the best you can say is they're trying to intimidate so that the judges vote, so the justices vote their way. That's no good either. 
But that was a physical, that was really, if, if a Republican did what Schumer did, they'd be in jail right now. And that was the line that I was waiting for, a lot of lead up to that, and that's okay, because that's what TJ just said. If a Republican said to a, particularly a Republican in office, a legislator, to a judge at any level, that if you don't rule the way that I want you to or we want you to, um, you are going to suffer the the uh, uh, the repercussions, and you're gonna you won't even know what I, I'm trying to remember the phrasing now, but you won't even remember what hit you, or you won't even know what hit you. Let me hear it again, just real quick. For such, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. That was it, the pay the price part. So if we said, or if President Trump was right, if somebody said you're going to pay the price, and you won't even know what hit you. That's just a threat that would absolutely have us in jail. We'd be facing a trial. Probably not a, a felony, but, but you know we would go through some serious legal repercussions here. Chuck Schumer did it and didn't even apologize for it. Just explained why he said it. Did not apologize for it. And that is just the height of hypocrisy. Let me go to Lorraine County. James, you are on AM 1420 The Answer. Go ahead. Hi, Bob. Happy Friday. Yeah, I completely agree with your last caller, TJ. He he hit the nail on the head with uh, making comments like that. If either any of us were were to stand on the steps of the Supreme Court and make those comments, or maybe a if a hypothetically a police officer or a man in uniform were to do that, they would definitely be dragged off the steps and thrown into jail. It would. It's just it, uh, unbelievable that Chuck Schumer can hide behind the. Political, what do you call it? Immunity. Okay, well, I don't even know if he has political immunity, to be quite honest with you. Mitch McConnell has it within his power. Previous caller brought this up. Mitch McConnell has it within his power to uh, start um, censure proceedings so they could actually publicly censure him with a vote in the Senate to censure him for those remarks. He's not immune from that, and uh, McConnell won't do it. And and I know that there's, you know, we have to get along for this or that or the other for the remaining uh, number of months in this term, but in truth, uh, Mitch McConnell should be actually uh, starting those proceedings so that there is an official record that Chuck Schumer has been censured by the United States Senate for his physical threats against two Supreme Court justices. He's not immune from that. You know, he may be immune from, you know, from political repercussions in that regard because uh, he's not, you know, he's a New Yorker and he's always going to have the liberal New York vote. He'll stay in the Senate as long as he's alive. But, uh, but yeah, he still could be, he still could be held accountable by his fellow members of the, uh, of the Senate and they just won't do it. James, I got to go. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Let me hit uh, Jerry in Brexville. On AM 1420, the answer. Jerry, go ahead. Bob, I think uh, someone else should be censured on this thing. I think they should take Schumer, Holder, and Waters, that Maxine Waters, from what they said a couple months ago, a while back. And uh, I think they're also just about as guilty as uh, causing a riot as Schumer. And that was a terrible thing for him to say. And this AOC against our country, I think she should be... Uh, put somewhere too. So, anyway, that's just a comment. I don't think I think Maxine Waters made some very bad comments. That was she did. She 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 made threatening as, comments. As yeah, I mean, she didn't just threaten. Truthfully, thank you, call for the call, Jerry. Maxine Waters on multiple occasions incited violence, and the fact that that hasn't been brought up brought up in that she has not been censured by the uh, uh, by the by the House. Heck, not only has she not been formally censured by the House. 
which she should have been. She hasn't even been rebuked. She hasn't even had somebody disavow her remarks in her own party when she literally incited violence. She told supporters at many public settings when they see Trump administration officials and supporters to create a crowd around them and push up on them and scream at them and let them know they're not welcome here and not welcome anywhere. That is a mob mentality that she tried to rile up that leads to pushing and shoving and violence. And she was never even, no, nobody even said, well, I, uh, I would like to condemn the remarks of my fellow uh, representative. I admire her passion, but uh, we can't be doing Nobody even condemned her. I have said this before, and I've said it online, and I'll say it again here on the air. Being a Democrat means never having to say you're sorry. They never have to apologize. They never have to atone for their misdeeds. But they are the first ones to throw rocks at Donald Trump if he ever says anything that they find disagreeable. They throw stones while standing on the front porch of a glass house. And I don't know about you, but I think it's time to start throwing them back. I think it's time to start throwing the stones back. And if the glass house happens to shatter, well, then I guess you can just join the rest of the homeless on the streets of liberal-run Los Angeles and the uh, liberal-run San Francisco. You'll be right at home among like-minded people. That's it. That's all the time I've got. If I left you on hold, I apologize, but we are out of it. Mike Gallagher is coming up next. Stay here for that. Have yourself a great weekend. Be safe. We'll talk to you Monday morning right here on AM 1420, The Answer Monday. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.